We want to state very strongly that today's program is for adults only, that no children should be listening to this program today. We reiterate this very strongly. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. We see now headlines everywhere. We have Venezuela saying, we want food. Venezuela crisis deepens. Another headline says, man burns Venezuela man alive over $5 as the rule of law fails. Another apocalypse. Eating cats and dogs to survive. It's interesting everything comes down to food. You have Russia right now, another headline, gives away two acres of land and forest to citizens so they can start propagating their own food and moving it to a certain area. Bayer, a big German company, headlines, Bayer eyes $42 billion Monsanto in quest for the seed's dominance. So Monsanto, they're going to be taking over. All this is related to food. 
Why is that? We wrote in, they fried the first shot. You control food, you control the whole world. Why does this gravitate? How does this happen? Why is it happening? It's all tied to the way we live. You just heard the Bible verse. Don't worry about what you're to eat. God's going to take care of that. What you're to worry about is to live properly by God's commandments. We have three things in this country, the United States of America, that are fundamental to its survival. Number one is patriotism, two, morality, and three, our spiritual life. Father Ken Roberts was saying Mass once in the field, and he was getting ready just before the consecration and says, when he holds up the Eucharist, and if devil worshipers go down the road and they see that, they know and believe what it is. And yet we have so many Catholics that don't believe it. And he went on and gave a whole teaching, micro-teaching right before the consecration, saying something profound about all this, that evil recognizes what we don't. They appreciate it more in their evil, what they would like to do with it, and they want that consecration. They'd love to have that in their hate, as they define it, to desecrate it. And why do we as Catholics not hold it up in the same belief system? They believe in the real presence of the Eucharist. They want to desecrate it. He said more so than us in worshiping it. And so it is, evil recognizes things that we don't always see. Who was it that said about America's patriotism, secondly, morality and spiritual life? It's a quote. It says, America is like a healthy body and its resistance is threefold. In other words, our immune system is very healthy if we have these three things. And he says, America is like a healthy body and its resistance is threefold. One, patriotism. Secondly, it's morality. Thirdly, it's spiritual life. If we can undermine these three areas, America will collapse from within. Joseph Stalin, founder of the Soviet Union. Evil sees and understands more than we do. Do you think of the people today that's on the left are idiots? Lenin called for people to help him. It was he who said, most of the people supporting the left's agenda are not communist, but they are useful idiots. He uses these people for his agenda, and we don't see it. In the summer of 1992, there was a meeting that took place by the Committee of Correspondents. See the name they give it? Who were they? They were communists. Where did they meet? The University of California, Berkeley. And what they discussed was three things. First, to destroy the family by promoting cohabitation instead of marriage, taking children from the families at the earliest possible age and getting behind the feminist movement because they've been successful in making women discontent with marriage and motherhood. 
This is just since 1992. Secondly, to destroy capitalism by getting behind the environmental movement because they thought that it was the only vehicle capable of creating enough regulations to discourage business growth. That sounds technical, but it's part of the threefold plan. And thirdly, to destroy the culture, religion, and morality by getting behind a bondable movement and the lifestyles we see right now today and getting Americans to accept perverted unions. Amazing. We have it straight from the playbook, straight from facts, and we think that 1917 and Fatima was ancient, and we don't contemplate that if Russia is not consecrated, she would spread her errors, in other words, communism, would spread its errors throughout the whole world. And we think because Russia has gone defunct, that this residue doesn't stay, that these waves keep going. We're suffering from things that nobody ties back to communism. There was a Dr. Cleons Sorsen, who was a former FBI agent. He published and entered into the congressional record on June 10th, 1963. He published 45 communist goals to be taken to undermine the country. I'm going to read you a few of them. Goal number two was eliminate prayer in schools on the grounds that it violates the principles of separation of church and state. This is from communism, not from our Constitution. The second goal, which is goal number four, discredit the family as an institution, encourage promiscuity, and easy divorce. No fault divorce came into being. Goal 17, get control of the schools, use them as a transmission belt for socialism. Soften the curriculum, get control of teachers' associations. And we see that's happened with the NEA, National Education Association. I remember being in grammar school, despising this organization. And certainly through high school, how did I know that? It was made up in me the way I was raised. And few people still see it today. Good people are members of that. But this is part of the Communist Manifesto. Get control of the Teachers Association. I know people are tired of hearing about communism and think, oh, well, the communists are behind everything. But we need to know where we need to go in the future from where we come from from the past. Go 24, eliminate all laws governing obscenities by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech and free press. We have such a negative connotation when somebody says, oh, censorship. We have always practiced censorship when we were a moral society. You didn't have the magazines laying on the grocery store things showing just vulgar pictures. You didn't speak a certain way in public. We've spoken about before here in Shelby County. If you cuss somebody out, you can go file charges against them to this day. Why? Because we practice censorship. We're very strong in the community to practice censorship ourselves. Because it used to be defined that your protection of a society and morality is the practice of the government of censorship. It's not, we've got people that are so conservative are broadcasting today that free speech about obscenity, about being able to say what he wants. No, we don't have that right. That's not free speech. 
You say, well, can we say I go kill the president? You can be arrested for saying that. You can't say that. Is that censorship? Why do we say it? So that people won't get it in the mentalities that is prevalent everywhere and somebody's going to do it. It puts that thought forth and it becomes that and give more people the ability to think, hey, maybe we should just kill the president. So it's illegal to do that. It's not free speech. And it's illegal to be obscene in public. And yet we accept that as free press. Go 25, break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography in books, magazines, motion pictures, and television. Done. Go 26, present abominable lifestyles or degeneracy and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. Done. Go 20 and 21, infiltrate the press, gain control of key positions in radio, television, and motion pictures. All this is done. Lastly, go 27, infiltrate the church and replace revealed religion with social religion. Discredit the Bible. This is done and has been done by much of a hierarchy, especially the bishop's offices. They're into socialist justice and they don't even see it. The Communist Party is responsible for the feminist movement. Oh, we think it just came on its own. And, of course, the abominable lifestyle now. There was a communist by Henry Hay who founded Matachine Society, which was instituted to push abominable lifestyles and acceptance upon America to destroy the Judeo-Christian morality. There is reasons that the left only has problems with Christianity and not Islam, or Buddhism or Hinduism. It's only Christianity that says all our freedoms come from God and not from government. It's the people, the progressives, the communists, the socials, the liberals, the atheists, all these globalists, the Bonneville people, the Democratic Party, and even elements of the Republican Party, who wants big government with the absolute authority, and they must destroy Christianity. This is where we are. This explains everything. And so this digresses to eating cats and dogs to survive. We want food. Or dominating and controlling the seeds. Immorality brings this. If we keep God's commandments, we're protected. And now we're at the top of the food chain of sin to be destroyed. This article is entitled, White House Silent on Vatican Blast in Bathroom Battle. A high-ranking cardinal in the Vatican hierarchy took an unexpected shot Tuesday morning at the White House's position on transgender use of bathrooms. The White House, however, would not comment. Cardinal Robert Serra, one of the top lieutenants of Pope Francis, surprised the 1,000-plus guests during his remarks at the annual National Catholic Prayer Breakfast in Washington, D.C., by entering into the bathroom battle, a recent and very heated issue in the United States. He said, should not a biological man use a man's bathroom? It's as simple as that. 
Coming days after President Obama issued guidelines regarding transgender use of public school bathrooms, Cardinal Sarah's remarks drew prolonged applause from the prayer breakfast at Washington's Marquis Marriott. At the regular White House press briefing later on Tuesday, the Cardinal's remarks were read to Press Secretary Josh Ernest and asked for a response from the administration. I haven't seen his comments, replied the president's top spokesman. Spokesmen for both the National Catholic Prayer Breakfast and the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Washington also said they had no comment on Cardinal Robert Sarah's comments on the bathroom issue. Born in West Africa's nation Guinea, Cardinal Sarah was nicknamed the Baby Bishop by Pope John Paul II in 1979 when he appointed him Archbishop in his home country at age 34. Now 70, Cardinal Sarah oversees his church's liturgy in celebration of Mass and has been mentioned as a possible successor to Pope Francis. In his address to the prayer breakfast, Cardinal Sarah also warned that the battle for the soul of America is spiritual and admonished listeners to be prophetic, be faithful, and pray. Finally, we got a cardinal saying something. But they also, the media after this was done, went to different parts of the church or to the diocese there, and there was no comment. No support for Cardinal Robert, Sarah, for what he said. No response from the White House. They don't want to even highlight where he gets more attention to it. I tell you, we got something dead in the U.S. Bishops' Conference. They should be screaming from the public. What do you hear? Nothing. You don't hear nothing from their writings. Oh, let's just be careful. We might offend some people. Carter Roberts called it, quote, demonic gender ideology. And we are mute or we are silent because, well, what if they say, if we start condemning the sin, what if they say, well, what looked at the Catholic priest and all this happened in the church 10, 10, 15 years ago has been going on. Forget that. That's water on the bridge. We made amends to that. Don't let that oppress you in your speech. Where are the bishops standing up for this? Oh, they're against it. No, we should be screaming in the streets. I tell you, there comes a point where Abraham couldn't find enough people. He was told by God, 50 people, will you save it? 40 people, will you save it? 30 people, will you save it? 20 people, will you save it? 10 people, will you save it? He couldn't find them. Because this sin and what's going to happen, you would never have said just 24 months ago that this would be taking place and that the President of the United States would be sitting there saying, we're going to take all the funds away from any state that does not make these bathrooms available for this perversion. You wouldn't have believed that 24 months ago. And nobody can believe it now. But there's a principle with Sodom that shows these people, this demonic movement and these people who get so confused or who are on the bad will desire to be this way that they don't stop. 
There's no cap. It continues. And so it continues so much that after he couldn't even find 10 people, lots is staying there. In the Sodom, and willing to be there until he gets a knock on the door. The only ones left in the whole city. Give us your sons, they say. And Lot knew it was so bad that he was willing to give him his daughter. Take my daughters instead to do whatever you're going to do. That's how abominable it was. He'd rather give up his daughters than his son. And the only thing left to do for there was to flee from it. So this shows a principle that this is not going to stop at the bathrooms. It's going to go to another level that you don't understand or we can foresee because evil foresees this agenda. We don't. Just like the devil worshipers riding down the road can see the Eucharist and see more than we see in what we look at. And they want it. And these people want the degradation to continue. There's no bottom to it. It's not going to end. With that said, and Cardinal Robert Sarah saying is a demonic gender ideology, they've already fooled you. I even heard a guy yesterday saying when I was getting oil change, they say, you know, well, what happens? He brought this up. I didn't say nothing about it. What you know, this is gonna invite perverts to go in the room in the in the girls' bathroom now. I said, What are you talking about? You're playing into exactly the arguments they want. See, they want to present this to disguise the issue to bring normalcy to what they want. That's an agenda. We've lost so much wisdom. We don't even, we, I've heard and read over and over and over, well, this is going to open up the door. Do you want your, your daughter to be there and some pervert comes in there? This after the girls? And that's where everybody's talking. And they're saying, well, this is dangerous. We've got to oppose this because they're not saying it about the people who think they're the opposite biological gender of what they're born with. So their argument, I'm hearing over and over and over, is, well, this is going to invite people that shouldn't be in that perfect. In other words, they're excusing the one who says they're not biologically born that way, that they would be permitted in there, but this is dangerous because it's going to bring in perverts. Who's the first pervert? They're perverted. If you think you're something opposite of your biological birth, you're a pervert. You may be confused. Maybe we got to show compassion, but your sin is a sin. And you need to understand that. And don't go arguing about this is going to bring somebody else in. They're actually more in natural law. These people are just the opposite. But you see what they've done? They made us start talking about, well, what if a pervert comes in? When a girl goes in the boy's bathroom, this might be, or a boy goes in there, thinks he's a girl, and then the pervert uses that excuse to come in. The first pervert is them, and we're opening the door like, well, that's more natural, or they believe that way, so they're not going to be, they're living perversion. Chesterton said in his book, or his writing, The Everlasting Man, describes the nature of worship and mythology that produced a perversion among the Greeks. He said, just as they become unnatural by worshiping nature, so actually become unmanly by worshiping man. Any young man, he says, who has the luck to grow up sane and simple is naturally repulsed by abominable 
lifestyles, and living. We raise our youth here, and we won't let them listen to even this show here because it's parental, not parental discussion. Don't let your youth hear this. This is for you as grown adults because there's something you have to do about this. He says, who has the love to grow up sane and simple? That's what we want our youth to grow up to. All the way to 17, 18. We sit them down at 18, 19 years of age, and we censor everything before that. Then we explain this to them. And it takes work now more and more to protect their purity and innocence from this vile filth straight from hell. Who has the luck to grow up sane and simple is naturally plus by abominable lifestyles because it is not true to human nature or to common sense. Case closed. He continues and he argues, Chesterton does, that if we attempt to act indifferent about it, we are fooling ourselves. It is the illusion of familiarity when a perversion becomes convention. So you're saying somebody's doing it to go see the girls as opposed to somebody, and you're accepting this, who thinks they are a girl, yet a boy. The one, the second, is the pervert, and the other just is confused. They're perverted. It's a perversion. And this sin is condemned in the Bible. And here we've got one bishop condemning it, a cardinal, and not the others. Chesterton said, these people are trying to pervert the future and unmake the past. I tell you people, you don't want somebody knocking on your door asking for your sons because this isn't going to stop. And at some point where we say this is death, this is death for us or death for them. We are willing to die. I'm willing to die for this. I'm telling you right now, I'm ready for a civil war to fight this. And don't tell me the garbage about, oh, the queen of peace would never be for that. Hiroshima dropping a bomb on it brought peace and saved millions of lives. And yes, there were 100,000 people plus killed because of it. We don't have a grasp on what is peace. The most violent act ever in the history of the world and for all eternity was on Via Della Rosa. And God permitted that to bring peace. There's a point in time that we say, I will die. And I'm telling you right now, I will die for this before I let my daughter be exposed to some idiot coming in there, useful idiot. And yes, we're to love the sinner, we're to have compassion, but condemn him and tell them, you're not doing that. You're not living this. But there comes some place in the land. Right now, this is a perfect situation, a perfect storm. We have 12 states that have rejected Obama's bathroom policy. But see, they're making another mistake in rejecting it. We're going to go to court. We're going to go. They own the courts. Why are you going to go to court for? It's over. Their federal judges are in place. They're happy. This is like the, uh, this is the same principle of, of getting you to focus on the pervert that comes in there. After we open it up to the people that, oh, they just think there's something else biologically. So we got to let them in. But we got this other danger. No, they're the first danger because they're bringing in the pervert behind them. That's secondary. And so we're saying we're going to court and they're behind closed doors. Obama saying, we got them now. We got them now. 
No, they don't have us if we say we are seceding from the internal revenue system of taking state funds out of our people's salary and their wages to send it to the federal government. You will not take our education funds away from us because we're going to police and take those funds out of our people that work in the state and their occupations, and we'll keep the funds. You're not getting it. And then if they want to war over it, come on. Come on and take it. It's simple. Why can't people think this way? I'm ready for this at this moment, much more so than I'm ready before somebody knock on my door. This is not going to stop. And if you don't stop and you hold your state leaders to say you got states rights above the federal, the federal exists at the expense and the luxury of the state, then we'll stop it. And you think they're going to go to war over it? Just 12 states here that's rejecting it say, we're not going to court. We're going to war. Don't you dare take the funds that's coming out of this, paid from the state that's already our money anyway. We don't need you to go through it. I'm telling you, it's war time. It's time to do this. And the church is the most responsible for this coming up. Do you know the United Methodist Church right now is on the verge of splitting in two, almost 50-50? Because they're not taking care of these abominables. And half the church wants it, and the other half the church doesn't. And they're all... The bishops are grasping, how do we deal with the problem of staying united? The problem of staying united is solved by splitting in two and being united with God. Let the other fall. You think the church is going to prosper underneath this perversion and the sin? They're doomed, just like Sodom was. Split. United Methodists, go to your bishops and tell them, we want to split now. Separate. This is what Jesus says. My Peace is the sword. Separate. Everything I'm showing is separate. Get away from that. And then those people will be convicted because they're going to deteriorate and they either going to come back and purify themselves, cleanse themselves, recognize the sins, and join us that way. Better than a fat, lazy church in its morality, a leaner, holier church. We're on the downside to become stronger. If we stay fat, we're going to be weaker. Pope Benedict, headed to Fatima, was given an interview in 2010 to the media. He said, the greatest persecution of the church comes not from her enemies, but arises from the sin within the church. And that's why people, Our Lady is here, because our sin is not in Congress, it's not in the presidency, it's not in the governments, it's not in the institutions, it's in the church. Worth recording. The greatest persecution of the church comes not from her enemies, but arises from the sin within the church. We fix our house, the rest of the house is fixed. Abominable living is a disorder because it's contrary to order. You want order in our culture, you want order in our lives, then you better be ready to go to war. And this is a call to war. We have to say no more. This is the line in the sand. And I tell you, we've got what the scripture says. He was no respecter of my laws. He didn't honor me. 
but I used him. And we got somebody stepping into the presidency who gravitates when he shows reason to the right decisions. And people haven't believed it. He just named 10 or 11 people going to the Supreme Court. Not one was a liberal or even a moderate. The night Trump said he was going to run for presidency, I felt something. Yes, I'm not against Cruz. I was for him. Actually, that's who I was for. But different personalities have different reasons for God choosing them to do what they do. Peace won't come through the president, and we don't need peace coming through Trump or anybody else. But we need somebody that's going to protect us to be able to do what we do. My son read me a quote he made yesterday, Trump. And this is not an advocacy saying, oh, Trump, Trump, Trump. I'm showing you, where's the actions of God? Just like we are misled by thinking the argument is about the secondary perversion, not the first to get our attention off what's starting this. Oh, well, we can't do that because if that happens, look at this. They want us to argue that. They want us to argue in court. This is the disguise. Can't you see God did something or he's at least allowed something that is unconventional, that there's no explanation in where Trump got in office, being so crude, so rude, so tough, so crass. It doesn't make sense to anybody unless you look at an exorcist when he goes perform his acts and his rite of exorcism. And not all exorcists are walking around like holy saints. They got the formula. They got the power of God to do that. That when people start howling and there's such a resistance for something, maybe God's behind it because evil recognizes the Eucharist if it passes out there in the field. Something's being recognized that this guy, this president is coming up, which we all should want now to be president because that's our option, that there's something behind it, that something evil recognizes that they can't stand this man, not because he's a saint. Not because he's even repentant, but there's qualities in there that evil is opposing. There's something to be said about that. And if you're not using your wisdom, you're not looking in the way of how things work. There's just too much opposition to this next run of the presidency that that wrecking ball is going to go in there and undo all this established evil, all the controls that evil hates. Frank? Yes, it's truly unbelievable how those with the agenda for evil, the agenda for destruction, have moved with little to no resistance at all. And one would ask who, where do they have the power to to control so many so many things when their agenda is for the destruction? And the answer is, of course, is when individuals are given the ability to create money, fiat money is by definition money by decree, money because I say it's money, then history has shown us that, that those people have more power than presidents. And the thing that's even more amazing to me is, is that 
when you have a fiat money system and you know throughout history it has had a 100% failure that no one or very few are looking at where they save or invest with the possibility for systemic failure. And we know it has a 100% failure rate and it, it seems to be going beyond its, its limits. We haven't had a real downturn or, or real problem since 2008. And I often wonder, is this because the markets can't uh, sustain that? And, and this, is, this is what I mean. What could cause this collapse? We have an ever-increasing number of paper, gold, and silver buyers and an ever-increasing number of paper, gold, and silver sellers. Those that want this agenda can continue to sell in the paper market what doesn't exist. We have a fraction of the real metal, gold and silver, in the inventories in these markets, and uh, a very small fraction of, of people taking delivery of open interest, and it only exists in gold and silver, could cause a panic in, in shortages physical shortages, and cause the supply and demand fundamentals to determine the price. A rising price of gold and silver causes panic and causes people to be concerned. And when money comes out of the system and into real things, when panic ensues, then we have the beginning of a, a systemic collapse. And we can see that the, the agenda of those that control this it's for destruction. We, it, it was made very clear in this, this show what it would take to destroy America. And all these things are, are going without resistance. And they are progressing, and they're not going to stop. And so we need to get our own household in order and those that we love and care about. And uh, that's what Global Silver Investors is for. That's what our ministry is for. That's why we're here. And uh, we're, we're happy to help people understand this better. You know, right now, to be complacent in these markets is, is not sane. Frank, you want to give I your mean, contact information? Yeah. You can reach us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com, and our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. The quote that I didn't finish get to back, what my son read last night was about Donald Trump talking about, in the last couple of days, about he believed in the Second Amendment. He believed people had a right to defend themselves. And he told that he would stand true for this amendment. Our forefathers didn't put that in there without realizing that somewhere along the line, the government would be doing what Obama's doing right now with the schools, taking the money from the state and then saying, you're not going to get this money back that doesn't even belong to the federal government to start with. That we have to send someplace that the government be in fear of us. And it's been said that if you're in fear of the government, tyranny reigns. If the government is in fear of you, peace reigns. And this is where we are. 
and you have to be willing to die. There's some point in line or some point along this line that we see is enough. And this is it. Your next degradation, whatever is conceived in evil that we can't foresee at this moment, is coming. So we're forced in the corner. We have to act. We have to act in a way that they're going to understand no more. And so what we need to pray for and what our lady's here for is to turn everything upside down anyway. And so we're right, we're in a righteous position to do whatever we have to do, even if we have to take up our arms. Remember Our Lady on the 10th anniversary, everybody's watching what's going to happen the first decade of the apparitions, June 25th, 1991. Communism failed and they went to war. Yeah, war is due to man's sin. And we are guilty of allowing this to come to this point because our unconvicted lies and war comes as a result of that, but also war, well, the object of every war, this is in Washington on a big monument. It struck me like thunder when I saw it the first time. The object of every war is peace. And so our ladies here come from the peace. And we know things are escalating. We know things are at a position of separation. We know the United Methodists has got two sides now. They're in war with each other. And they're going to divide. And it's going to be good. It's time for division. It's time for separation. That we can hold true to what God has for us. And so it is. Reason out everything that's happened that's unexplainable from the presidential elections to other countries, other people being nominated for presidencies in countries across the world that doesn't make sense. And all of them are tearing up people. All of them are ready to turn things upside down. But through this chaos, God can be found if you're looking with wisdom, if you're repentant, and you're confessing. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomic Show with a friend of Metrigoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.